All right, so this time we're going to start by saying the title of the song, which is I Saw Her Standing There. That's a good idea. We probably yeah. should have figured that out. We should have done that last time. We should have done that last time, yeah. People figured it out, yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, um, I Saw Her Standing There. What do you think? Um, I'm kind of neutral about this song. It, it, I feel, okay, can we start Can we start discussion with the song with the first couplet of the lyrics? Oh, sure. Because I feel like that's the most interesting element <laughs> Of the entire song. So yeah, I'm neutral on it. General impressions. Like, it's a standard good early Beatles pop song. It beats the hell out of Love Me Do. Okay. Well, let's do the... So what did the first two lines okay. are? The first two lines in, in traditional spoken word form are, She was just 17. You know what I mean. Right. Right. So, in the modern era, these are fairly subversive lyrics. Right. Um, in the era of the early '60s, they may not have been. Although, so this is what this is what I like about the first couplet. So apparently, Paul wrote those lines about his then 17-year-old girlfriend. Right. Uh, and Paul was all of what 20 at the time, maybe. So by the standards of the day, not a particularly scandalous relationship. Yeah, he was born in 1942. Yeah. So he was 2021. He's 2021. So okay, by early '60s standards, that was probably acceptable yeah like people were getting married right. at like 20 yeah, or whatever 20. Yeah. yeah so but but two okay two things about this <laughs> that i find to be hilarious first is that originally the lyrics were she was just 17 not a beauty queen so here is paul shitting on the looks of his then 17 year old girlfriend Woof. And apparently John heard the lyrics and started cracking up and was like, dude, you got to change that. But that's weird because the whole anchor of the song is I saw her standing there. So it's like right. it she was no so sense. ugly that she, she stopped him in his tracks. <laughs> Dead in the tracks. He was, had to dance with her. He was so ugly. But some, they still end up holding hands and stuff. And falling So it's like Paul is kind of like, you know. Not Paul. not a discriminator. Yeah, Paul could see, he could see all kinds of beauty. There's all different ways, you know, it's a many splendored thing. Who knew that I saw her standing there was about inner beauty? In 17-year-olds. <laughs> In 17-year-olds. Um, but, Yikes. But okay, so then they changed the lyric to, you know what I mean, which maybe to them was nonsensical, but to me is like this wink and a nod, like we know this is inappropriate. She's 17, you know what I mean? Like... We're all yeah. thinking about seventeen-year-olds, but we don't. Yeah, my first them. instinct is to be like, "No, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah, what do like, you mean? like, you're gonna have to be more specific. Right? I'm not helping you, Paul. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I'm not giving you any more. So I, I think it's kind of hilarious that by like a modern listener standards, the opening couplet suggests like, "Here I am talking about a seventeen-year-old. I know I shouldn't be, um, but I'm gonna do it anyway." <laughs> so that brings me to, I think. This this might be the song that I gravitate to the most of the ones we've done so far. Or at least I would put this that it's I think the most fun song we've done so far. Because it's the it's most song that's old. about No. <laughs> no, not because of that, but like it's um it's more up tempo than anything we've done yeah. so far. It's got seven chords and is like scronky and yeah. Paul kind of is um He's sort of scream, yell, singing, which yeah. is like my jam, you know, and that's the kind of Beatles that I want is like have them like shaking their shaggy heads yeah. around and just kind of like bopping in a club hard, you know. Um, 
So that's what gets me about this song. I think it's the first song that's like really convincingly a rock song that we've done so far. I mean, Come Together in in its way is like, has a little bit of some moments, but this is the first one where it's like, let's crank up. Yeah, I mean, Come Together is subdued compared yeah. to this. It's, and it's Spartan. And this is just like bare bones, like jangly guitar, you know, early 60s rock. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun for that reason. And everything's going like, like every... Every eighth note is like there's some noise in every like it's noisy, you know, for that. It's like pretty persistent, relentless rhythmically, which I um, like. I just see the bones of like that's like where punk and like more like high where energy means everything like comes out of songs that are like this. And um, it's apparently another Chuck Berry ripoff. So we've gone from the beginning of the career to the end of the career. And, and there's Chuck, Chuck Berry ripoff to bookend the Beatles career. Um, it's a real homage though to him, right? The influence that he clearly had on, on them. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, annoying to like be ripped off. Well, obviously. but he like, I mean, it's clear that, you know, Paul's just like explicit about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're like, cooking out. This grill is yeah. leaking gas. And... No, 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 we're safe. Yeah, we're I safe. Think, I think. Um, but like, they, he gives them credit in interviews and stuff like yeah. that. So, whatever. I don't know. Um, we're not here to litigate that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. No, um, we're not. But I think that this is. You know, you're not a huge Chuck Berry guy. I'm like more of a Chuck Berry guy. But I think this is one of those divides of like, is the Beatles about? beauty and elegance and craftsmanship or the Beatles about energy and fun and letting it rip. And I think for me, all bands pretty much are more about letting it rip with like some exceptions. And I think maybe your shade a little bit more the other way. I think I appreciate the balance of a band like the Beatles, the fact that they could do both and do both so well. I, I don't necessarily, I like their later attempts to like let it rip and let their hair down more than like a while my guitar gently weeps or something like that. Maybe more than an early Beatles. I'm less of a jangly guitar guy and more of a late. Do you 60s. think this is jangly? Yes, I do. But it's like REM's jangly. This is like I don't know. This is like, This is like surf rock Beach Boys type jangly guitar to me. It's like the proto jangle. Because of the reverb? Yeah. Okay, and the very, reverb. Maybe. Very, like, thin sound, like, trebly reverb. Guitar. I just thought that it sounded like that because they didn't know how to make it sound any other way. It's possible. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, would they have, like, gone with, like, some super, like, rat pedals and stuff if they could not have? Back, not back then, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's see. What else should we cover here? Hand claps. Yes. A lot of hand Good claps. hand claps. I like the count off at the beginning. The, yeah. the one, two, three, four. Yeah. That gives it some raw energy right off the start. Yeah. That's what that's what it's all about. That's what know? it's all about. The Ramones, everybody does the count offs. Although not that often. I think, yeah, this is maybe one of those transitional moments where you're like getting a little more human fun out of it <laughs> instead of the... <laughs> Boop. That's my dog, everybody. Um, Ooh, good boy. Yeah, so I don't know. That's um, simple. I guess the only other thing that I remember now to that I wanted to address was the 17 issue. Apparently, there's like a British tradition 
going back really far about songs that are just about like maidens and, oh, like, yeah. being wanting maidens and that, like this is a reinterpretation of some uh british hit from the like 20s or something that's like about um a guy meeting a, a young woman on the road and like wanting to get together with her and then like in some versions, she ends up going home and getting beaten by her mother or something like that. And then, like, you know, I have a daughter, so I do a lot of nursery rhymes, and there's a lot of, like, My Pretty Maid yeah. stuff, so I feel like um, it's, a British thing. it's a song of its time, and there's a grand, <laughs> long-standing tradition of British art devoted to courting maidens. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, you always wonder what Paul would think about it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone should ask him, you know. I'm sure he's like, yeah, it was just, we were just having fun. Do, do you think it's so problematic that he needs to, like, walk it back or anything? No, I, I don't. I mean, like I said, I think if this song were written today, people would be up in arms about it. But but it still it, might be a hit. It's still, I mean, it, it has all the makings of a hit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel a little reticent to go too deep into the underage aspect. I just it. thought, yeah, I we don't have to. It's just that it's literally the first two lines of the song. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it just ju- always it stands out. out yeah, me. it stands yeah. out for sure. I mean um, it's that an anchors the whole story. The other thing about this song is that it it really is, I think uh, like a, it's like a typecast song of this era of the Beatles. And I think it's probably among the better representations of what the early Beatles sound was. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we did Love Me Do, and I, of course, you know, trashed it for all of our listeners to, to hear and agree with. Um, but it's not as good as this song, or it's, it's not even close. It's not. I mean, this song structurally has got that, like, blue, you know, sort of 145 B type of yeah. early rock stuff, stuff that chord progression to anchor it. Yeah. But it's also got some interesting, like, harmonies. And you know, in the in the chorus where it's like she wouldn't dance with another, and then they go to the minor, yeah, which I think is cool, and not a lot of early rock stuff was doing. And then there's this great little harmony line underneath. It's like yeah, you know, and I just find that's the C, that's right? The C, yeah, yeah the adding C in there. Yeah, it's um, just a cool hook that you don't find in a lot of the other early Beatles songs. I think it could be wrong, but it's certainly not straight. It's straight ahead, but not as straight ahead as like a lot of Beatles. Yeah, I, that C thing. Yeah, um, helicopter, helicopter, one, two, three. The the E to C thing, I feel like, is signature for them. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other groups. I think Nirvana. Is the other group I can think of that goes from that. They have a whole song. Dumb. Right? No, the chorus, isn't it? Oh, no. It's G. Never mind. No, but um, Something in the Way, which is... Yes. The title is a tribute to Beatles song, something. Right. Um, oh, school. Uh, school. No recess. No recess. Yes, 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 yes. No recess. So, but I don't think like a ton of bands really take advantage of that because it's not in. This is in E. 
it should be C sharp, right? Yeah. So they're like flatting. So it's cool. It is um, a cool little thing. Is yeah. it? And they do it a lot. It's also in um, that C again in the O's when I saw her standing. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, that does show you a little wrinkle of like songwriting ability that's beyond yes what a lot of other people would do. They would just leave it at the one four five. Yeah. And Maybe think, this is our first time we can have the sort of wanky critic like you actually did see some hints of additional creativity <laughs> and promise out of the Beatles on their first album. Uh, I think I might not go that far, but I'd say this is just like a way better song than Love Me Do. And yeah. probably is one of the better songs on this album. I haven't yeah. listened to it too deeply, but this is this one stuck out to me as one that I like. I was like, I can I can mess with this. This is okay. I think this is going to be the rare Beatles song that where, where we find consensus in the, like in the, it's the, the simplicity works and like little intricacies like that C over the A minor in the chorus, instead of just going to like the five or something yeah. C sharp, you know, um, where we're like, that's cool. Not just from like a nerdy standpoint, but because it works just sonically. And it, it sounds, just, so, sounds good, so good. Yeah. Better. Yeah. And I like can't, when I try and, write melodies or stuff i'm so stuck in the major scale that i just like can't even get out of that and like yeah. try anything like that so i do i respect maybe that's part of their like the cool well i don't know do you really believe this because uh, mary joe said that they like didn't know any theory and they sort of say that but i just don't be- i think you play that much music do you understand relationships as you go and i just have to think they kind of had more exposure to theory than 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 that that doesn't make sense to me yeah maybe i also i think for a song like this early in their career it could have been more of a product of paul being like i had this great melody in my head and these are the obvious chords that go underneath it i may not know relationally why Hey, how you doing? Okay, yeah, right there is great. Thank you. You too. Um, just finding things like yeah. intuiting that the intuiting. melody was good, and then just throwing chords on. Yeah, top of it. and like the the cool harmony underneath. I doubt he was like, John. There's this. You should do the minor third here. You yeah, know? I doubt that. Maybe later in their career, and as George became more of like a, a you know in, integral part of the songwriting process, what. I would just suspect knew more about theory because he's just more of a seems like a yeah player. Um, but I don't know, you know. We're yeah, speculating. I just think it's like um, you know they're like it reminds me of like rappers like Jay Z and Lil Wayne and certain they're like I never write anything down; it's all freestyle or from memory or mm-hmm. whatever. And maybe. But I think there's like a little bit of like bragging, like we don't know any music theory. We can, you know, but it's like, it's like, oh, so then you must just be so talented. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a little bit. I'm skeptical, I guess. Though. I I imagine there's some baseline. Although I I will say my my original sort of musical partner was our buddy Justin Schuster. Yeah. Um, you know, who I started playing music with back in the first week of freshman year. And Justin, who has like some grounding in, in musical knowledge, but not 
not a ton, is is a player who plays entirely by feel and by ear. So he'll be playing stuff, and he's like, I didn't even realize that like I was in this key or that in, in my as I'm writing a song that I was going from like the one to the four or like making a meter. He doesn't have he just, that. That's not how he approaches the music at all. It's just like this is what sounds good in my head, and I'm translating it out to my instrument. There's a I've heard one of those type of things, quirks that I find believable, which is Dave Grohl said in an interview that he imagines music as like shapes that fit together. Hmm. Like he has a very visual understanding of how the sounds and rhythms and everything go together. And his ability as a overall musician, I think does kind of gel with that. And I think he hasn't, he claims not to have had much formal training either. So there may be some level that like certain people's brains just work in a way that enables that type of approach. And maybe the Beatles are in that category. I don't know. It all seems, it's just like such, it sounds like such commercial top 40 music now that you sort of assume that there's a playbook for it right. but maybe that's not giving enough credit well but back then it was a the song sort of was like a product of its time i feel like a lot of the pop music of that time sort of had that general structure the sort of basic chord progressions i'm picturing there was a gold rush like elvis yeah. comes out right and it's like, oh, white people like this. And it's like, we're going to crank out as many yeah. of these one, four, five progressions as we can. That's we'll get formula. beautiful, good looking, you know, bands to play it. And then, because like, it was just a new, yeah, it was just a land grab. Yeah. Like it come out and there's this new culture around it. So. And, and other than the first couplet, which is arguably subversive, I mean, this is as like vanilla of a song as it gets. And I don't, I don't say it disparagingly, but like this is before the shaggy hair, like mid to late sixties, like psychedelic era of all these bands were adopting that style. Whereas in the early sixties, you had more of like the the Elvis sort of, or beach boys type of clean cut appearance, you know, press shirts and floppy hair maybe, but like the floppy hair was the only thing that signified any sort of like edge. Yeah, the 50s still had a pretty good grip on yeah. how people did stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think this song is it's just a good representation of that era, whereas Love Me Do was a abominable representation of that era. Well, you want to go for it? Yeah, do you want me to count it off and you do your spoken word lyrics? I'll do my spoken word yeah. lyrics. Um, should I do claps? You do claps, too. And then should I come in and play for the solo? Sure. Okay, let's try that. That's the amount of planning and rehearsal that we have as no to our, everyone listening. Um, this will be a role reversal too. So is Me. there, after the count off, do I just start in or is there, oh no, there's four bars first of just E. E, yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four. She was just 17 And you know what I mean The way she looked was way beyond compare How could I stand with another When I saw her stand Well, she looked at me 
and I, I could see that before too long I fell in love with her. She wouldn't dance with another. Ooh, when I saw her stand Well, my heart went boom When I crossed that room And I held her hand in mine Well, we danced through the night And we held each other tight and before too long, I fell in love with her. Now I'll never dance with another. Ooh, I saw her standing <laughs> well, my heart went through when I crossed that room and I held her hand in my ear. We danced through the night and we held each other tight. Too long. I fell in love with Rehearsal songs are definitely the best versions of the song. Dude, we rule. <laughs> Alright, this has been another episode of We Disagree About the Beatles with Mike and Dave. We rule. See you next time. <laughs>